Hello and welcome back to The Social Disease. I'm Jasper. And I'm Bridget. Today, we are starting season eight, a new era of Degrassi. Yay. Yeah, so exciting. I feel like seasons eight and nine are pretty controversial. Like, I feel like some people say they're boring or bad, but I like them. Well, I mean, so far, it's not that bad. I feel like it's pretty, I like Mia. So I feel like I like that they're giving her more. I'm not sure how I feel about the modeling stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also really like Mia. And yeah, I just love all the new characters too. Yeah, they decided now that Marco's gone, they can have another gay character. <laughs> no, it's actually a thing that Degrassi does. Like Marco's gone, so they bring in Riley. Then the second that Riley's gone is when they bring in Tristan. Yep, they can't have two competing <laughs> gay characters. Nope. Not, not until at least Miles, I guess, comes out but as bi. I also guess, I mean, like, male, because they do have Fiona. Right. But even, even for the lesbian or bisexual female characters, there's not more than one at a time, really. I guess Fiona and Imogen kind of counts. <laughs> yeah, they do date each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess they count. When Fiona leaves, Imogen's really the only one, and then her girlfriend isn't really a character. Unless we're going to count... No, we don't count Adam. Adam is just the only transgender character. But yeah. we're going off topic, regardless yeah. Riley's here. Well, we're talking about Riley first, right? For season eight? Yeah. So good segue. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's get started with season eight. So Riley is a new character now that Marco is gone. and. Riley has a very different storyline, I would say, to Marco. So he is a football player. We're first introduced to him, I think, in the Jane storyline as one of the people who's kind of teasing Jane for being a girl on the football team. So not a good first look for Riley, but we soon get to learn a bit more about him when him and Peter become friends during gym class, I think. They're doing running or whatever, and they're competing about being fast or whatever. I don't know <laughs> how sports work, but yeah. So Peter is like really happy to finally have a friend <laughs> essentially. Although at this point he is friends with the Studes, but he just really enjoys Riley's company. And at this point he's kind of in a, what's the word? Situationship with Mia <laughs> where they're not officially together yet, but they're hanging out and, you know, canoodling and such. And Mia is getting upset at Peter for blowing her off multiple times to hang out with Riley. And at the same time, Peter is kind of ranting to Riley about how annoying Mia is being, like relationships suck. And so one day they skip class to do some Wii Sports Boxing, a classic late 2000s video game. And Riley kisses Peter while they do that. And Peter has a freak out about it. Riley runs out of the house mortified because Peter did not reciprocate and pretty much immediately Peter decides to kiss Mia it seemed very no homo to me <laughs> it's like <laughs> Mia I want to be with you because a man just kissed me so I need to prove that I'm straight I am fully on the bisexual Peter train by the way I could tell <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so Peter and Mia officially get together and Riley is trying to deny that he kissed Peter in the first place he's being a little vicious towards Peter but Mia kind of helps Peter to realize that if Riley is in the closet, he probably needs a friend to work through that and just have someone to talk to about it. 
And so Peter tries, tries to talk to Riley about it and he is still denying it and such, but they kind of come to a truce where Peter has a chance to kind of make a joke about Riley kissing him and Peter chooses not to. And Riley recognizes that that was a cool thing for him to do. And so they kind of become good friends from that point. We don't see Riley for a little bit after that, but we meet up with him again where he has become the star player on the football team. Like he's winning all the games for the team and such. And we find out that that is because he has been taking steroids to gain some muscle. And he doesn't tell people this at the time, but he's doing it to make himself straight. <laughs> I don't know where he got that idea, honestly. But, mm -hmm. you know, toxic masculinity is a whole problem in every aspect of our society. So I could see it some misguided teen boys thinking that steroids will make you straight who knows and so he starts flirting with Anya because her and Sav have broken up at this point and they go on a date and they kiss and it's very forced like Riley is like trying to flirt with her and call her cute and like give her his jacket or whatever but it's like very uncomfortable to watch it's like neither of them are into it you could tell and at the same time he is messaging one of his old camp friends on Facebook or I don't know what platform it was, but he was messaging him and they were exchanging shirtless pictures. <laughs> and then they ended up meeting up in the woods. I think they meet up twice, but the first time Riley runs away. But then the second time they end up making out and probably doing some other things in the woods as Degrassi characters tend to do. <laughs> so yeah, after he, he hooks up with the camp friend, Sav confronts Riley right before a football game about going out with Anya because Sav is jealous because he's still into her. And Sav also makes like a homophobic comment. He's like, you, you had a gay ass picnic or whatever. And so Riley's word rage kicks in and he kicks the shit out of Sav and he gets suspended. From there, Peter comes up to Riley and is like, dude, what's going on? You got to stop taking the steroids or you're going to go crazy. And Riley's like, you're right. And then Peter also gives him some, maybe not advice, but like he tells him that he could have everything that he wants, even if he is gay, like he could have a good relationship, he could have a family and like be a good sports person. <laughs> and that's essentially how Riley ends in season eight, where he's just not taking stories anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to start with like Riley and Peter as friends? Yeah. I was kind of surprised how hard Peter tried to be Riley's friend, to be honest. Why? Because Riley was kind of a dick. Like, after they kissed. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in the beginning, it was totally fine. Like, it made sense. Like, they seemed like they got along really well. And then they kissed, and then Riley was, like, gaslighting Peter about it. And was like, nothing happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. And then... In the show, Riley's the one who calls Peter, like, doesn't he call him, like, the F word? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Riley does this as, like, some weird test to Peter. And Peter doesn't say anything back. And Riley's like, wow, I guess you won't tell anyone. And I'm like, look, Riley, get your head out of your ass. Like, you can't just go around using you know homophobic terms even if you are in the closet and then expecting people to be like cool about it like he's lucky that peter was like all right i totally get it he's just like projecting or whatever but i don't know it kind of pissed me off yeah i agree with that it did seem like riley was testing him 
which was kind of weird since Riley wants to be in the closet at this point. So why is he giving Peter an opportunity to out him? <laughs> that was kind of weird to me. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. I was like, does he want to see if Peter's going to take the chance? And like, I don't know. It didn't really make sense for why he did that. But at the same time, like Peter is a great friend to Riley throughout their entire friendship. So yeah, I did like how when Mia told Peter to kind of consider the fact that Riley's in the closet and he would need someone and Peter did, I was like, wow, that was like actually kind of like nice of him, <laughs> you know? I feel like he really took that advice and like went with it. The, the other interesting thing to me that I didn't really realize before doing this rewatch was that this episode is told from Peter's perspective and not Riley's. Mm -hmm. Like, I always think of this episode as a Riley episode because it is about him, but it's not told from Riley's point of view. Yeah, that's a good point. It really is because, like, all of it is going on from what Peter thought after it happened, Peter's attempt at becoming friends with him, and, like, we don't really know what Riley's thinking. Yeah, like, you could kind of see when... Peter was blowing Mia off to hang out with Riley like there were a couple shots where Riley had like a smug look on his face it's like yeah that's my man's bitch or <laughs> something like that so like you could kind of see where Riley got the idea that Peter might have been into him but yeah we don't really see how Riley feels about the situation and like him developing a crush on Peter really yeah I feel like the kiss was kind of out of nowhere I saw it coming. <laughs> oh, see, like I, if I didn't already know what was going on, I don't think they did a really good job at building up Riley having a crush on Peter, I guess. Like I knew Riley was like gay, but I didn't know that he was like into Peter. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, that did happen. Well, like I said, it, it did make sense with like that Riley got the wrong idea because Peter was hanging out with him over his girlfriend or almost girlfriend. Yeah, I guess in that way. I don't know. It's it's kind of confusing because you'd think if he if Peter was dating Mia, wouldn't Riley figure, hey, Peter's dating Mia? <laughs> like maybe well, he's not into me. Well, wasn't there a scene where like Peter is saying like, oh, I, I can't deal with relationships right now. Like girls are too much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean he's like, now I'm gay. Well, yeah. <laughs> but so I think Riley took took a little hint and ran with it. Yeah, but, but like from, from the perspective of also a closeted gay boy at one point in my life. <laughs> a long time ago, I would say. <laughs> when, when a boy is nice to you and you get a hint, you go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well then in this case I feel like he's lucky it didn't end up ruining their friendship right but I think that if I were Peter I, I don't know if I would have tried after Riley like harassed him in the hallway honestly yeah that would have been my eh, I don't know like I, I don't think Riley's very likable in this season I don't, I don't really like him I agree like I I can empathize with him but yeah, he's not a very nice person. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is kind of interesting though with him and Anya, because I feel like he is genuinely nice with Anya though. But that's only because he wants to get with her. But then even after when he's like relieved that she's like still in love with Sav, 
and he's like oh yes yes I'm totally fine with us being friends like he seemed like he genuinely wanted to be her friend and then we see like they do stay friends through the rest of the Degrassi time oh I wouldn't say they're friends at the end of this season they're not not friends because they kind of both agree that they're going to be friends but then she gets mad at him for beating up Sev yeah but then they become friends after that yeah but that's like later on into season nine yeah but I still think he genuinely wanted to be Anya's friend yeah because also throughout that episode like with him hooking up with the camp dude it seemed like he was leaning into the idea of being gay a bit more and so the fact that he was trying to force it to work with Anya and it was clearly not working that it was a relief that he didn't have to force it anymore and he could just be friends with her oh yeah yeah definitely do you want to talk about like the steroids sure <laughs> I don't know I I was kind of like they really did a one and done episode with steroids <laughs> yeah like they just fed into the roid rage for like one or two scenes and that was it <laughs> like yeah it was kind of odd they didn't really like show any other bad symptoms that come from taking steroids who else took steroids did anybody else take steroids i thought someone else takes steroids um i could be totally wrong maybe not for some reason i thought they also did steroids with another character i think shay i don't think she uses steroids but she tries to use like performance enhancers at one point Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking. Because they were super expensive and then, okay. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. But I don't think anybody else uses like legit steroids. Okay. I'm probably thinking of like one of the other many dramas that I <laughs> watch. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, the, the steroids thing, like I said in the summary, it like made sense that in his little boy mind, Riley somehow thought that they would make him straight. <laughs> but it didn't seem like the steroids did much I don't think he took them long enough for them to even do anything right like he just had like the one roid rage at Sav really and that was it which honestly if I had to put Sav and Riley in a fight Riley's gonna win yeah <laughs> like any day <laughs> yeah I was also thinking that the steroids could have potentially led him to do the the cruising in the woods because don't steroids like heighten your libido no they make you I'm pretty sure it makes you like tiny or something well that doesn't have anything to do with your sex drive I'm pretty sure it like affects you in a negative way in that aspect oh okay I was thinking because it's like testosterone right yeah but I thought like people are like don't take steroids because it'll like ruin that as well oh I don't know I was just thinking it might have made sense that if he's taking like masculine type hormones that would make him horny and that would lead him to want to hook up with boys more oh no I think it was just his time his time to shine okay <laughs> not the camp, the camp guy who's like he looked familiar but I don't think we've seen him before I think he's on another show I forget I, what I was like yeah he definitely looks like a familiar scrawny man <laughs> how did you feel about that hookup though it was very uncomfortable <laughs> Yeah, it was awkward because it like kind of seemed like it wasn't consensual, even though it kind of was. But like Riley also never said like, 
let's do it. So I didn't really like it. Yeah, it was like Riley wanted to do it, but he felt bad about doing it. Yeah. So like in my eyes, I was like, I don't know if you're ready then, you know? Yeah, it was like he wanted to deny that he was into boys, but he also really wanted to hook up with one. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of tough because I, from like my side, I was like, I don't know if I should like be supporting this. Like it did kind of make me uncomfortable. And then what I want and done, like we're never gonna, doesn't he come back? He comes back later, right? In season nine. I think so. Yeah. Then he's like, Riley, I haven't heard from you. And right. then Riley's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting that they, like, found somebody from his past, so I was like, all right, that makes sense. Like, you can't have somebody at Degrassi because then I could get out, so. Right, I was curious about, like, their history because they met at camp, but it seems like they didn't hook up at camp because he was saying, like, oh, yeah, my first time with a guy was hard, too, right? So that suggested that was Riley's first time kissing a boy. I guess that wasn't Peter. (laughs) Yeah, they, I mean, like, Riley also isn't somebody who is, like, stereotypically gay, so there's a good chance that, like, this other guy was, and Riley wasn't, and then Riley kind of was just like, oh, I remember him, and I knew he was gay, and, like, I'm gay, so let me reach out and talk to him. Like, I don't think anything happened in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess the, this Woods guy could have been out, and Riley was into him. That makes sense. That's my assumption. Because I don't think anything happened at the camp. I think he just remembered him from camp. Right, okay. And they were, like, sending pictures to each other, too, which was also uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there is a line where it's we're watching, like, child porn, so we gotta calm down, Degrassi. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Put it away. <laughs> How do you feel about kind of Riley's journey? Because this is the beginning of his journey, and we kind of discussed the end of his journey at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, wait, can I ask a question? Sure. What is cruising? What does that mean? Cruising is like when you go in public trying to hook up with somebody. I've never heard that before. I guess it's a gay term because gay men cruise in like parks and bathhouses and stuff. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. You used it before and I was like, I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. His journey. I mean, like, it makes sense, him starting off so awfully homophobic, honestly. Because we see his family later on, like, the way he acts towards other people is pretty aggressive. I would never have expected him to come out, especially if he was, like, that annoyed about a girl being on the football team. You can only imagine how much he hates himself for being gay, if he hates women. Like, you know, like, like, I feel like it's just, it makes a lot of sense that he's very bitter about it. Yes. I don't think he necessarily hated that Jane was on the football team. He was just kind of joining in on the teasing of her. Because when, when like Derek beats her up, you can see that Riley's kind of mortified by it. So like, that's when he realized it it was going too far. But yeah, he was definitely still misogynistic. And that is definitely kind of leading into him hating himself for being gay. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know. It, this season's interesting because they only had a few episodes, so you don't really know too much about him besides the fact that he is in the closet. Like, that's all we know is that he likes football and that he's in the closet. Like, there's nothing else we know about him. Right. It's like, I feel like this is the case with a lot of season eight storylines in that they're not fully complete. 
Mm-hmm. Like seasons eight and nine kind of inherently go together for certain characters like Riley. Or like, if you look just at season eight, his storyline isn't complete or anything. And then only when you go into season nine where you kind of get the second half. Mm-hmm. Definitely makes sense. But I agree that like, there's not much to him right now besides he's gay in the closet and a football player. What do you think about the beginning of his journey being this? So I like how different it is from Marco's. Like it's a very different perspective than how Marco's coming out storyline was like. Because Marco, he was kind of a more feminine guy. I don't want to say it was easier for him to come out because it was not easy for Marco to come out. But it was just very different compared to Riley, who is a very masculine type of guy. And then there's the whole societal stereotype that gay men are more feminine and that masculine men cannot be gay. That kind of made me think about the fact that Marco definitely had a stronger support system at school for him to come out to, with like Paige being, you know, bisexual, Alex eventually coming out as a lesbian. Ellie is just somebody who has always been understanding, even like when they were dating. And I feel like with Riley, the only person he had was nobody until Peter, or at least that we know of that would have been supportive. Right. And now he has Peter, and then eventually he'll have Anya. And like, that's the other thing with Riley is that we don't really see him outside of the context of his storylines. We, we definitely talked about this in seasons 10 and 11 with Riley, but it's like, he doesn't really show up unless the storyline is about him. Like the only episode I would say that he showed up this season that wasn't about him was the Jane football episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I don't even think he really shows up much, even for Anya. No. So they were just like, eh, we'll add a gay character, but we're not going to do much with him. That's pretty much what they decided. <laughs> he's he's pretty much isolated from the rest of the cast for the most part. Do you think it's just because he, he has no, like, friends? Well, he does have friends with, like, Peter. And he's on the football team, so he could have shown up in storylines with, like, Danny or something. Yeah, but I feel like once he beat up Stab, Danny's not going to be friends with him. But, like, that would have been a good storyline with him kind of making it up to those characters and becoming friends with them. Yeah, it's just hard because he's not likable. <laughs> like, honestly, that's kind of what it comes down to, is that he's not, like, somebody that you want to hang out with at this time anyway. <laughs> that doesn't mean that he he can't just be around other characters, like, in classes, even. I guess. I just can't really imagine him being friends with anyone. Like, he just doesn't have any, you know what I mean? He's not into music. There isn't really any, like, only sports characters. And that's, like, it for guys, you know? (laughs) Unfortunately. Do you have anything else for him? Not for now. He, He does do a lot more in season nine, so I'm sure we'll have more to talk about him then, especially since that'll be, like, like I just said, it's the completion of what they started here, so. Part of me wonders if we should have just done seasons eight and nine Riley, because I think we did that for Riley in seasons, what, 11 and 12? Oh yeah, I think because he only had one plot line in season 11, so we we just tagged that on to season 10. Is he ever in the opening credits? For what? Just like Degrassi? Yeah, like, he's, he's always in the opening credits when he's on a show. 
Which is interesting because he really has nothing now that we're thinking about it. He's got one plot in season 10. Like the, he's got three episodes in this season. Like, I don't know if I would even consider him a main character. Well, I think the only season where he only has the one plot is season 11. Season 10 is the busy season for him. Season nine is two. Okay. So season nine and 10, he's more popular. And then after that, he kind of goes away. Right. Got it. I've talked before about how important Riley is to me because he was the, not the first gay character I ever saw on TV. I think that was Kurt from Glee, <laughs> but, but he was one of the first characters whose journeys I saw because like season 10 was airing when I first started watching Degrassi and like the seasons eight and nine reruns were on during that time. So I saw Riley's journey first before I saw Marco's. I was going to say, I kind of wish you saw Marco's first. I feel like it's a way better one. <laughs> I think they're pretty equally good. They're just different perspectives. Like, yes, Marco is more likable than Riley for sure. Yeah. But I still think Riley's storyline is very well done and an important storyline to tell. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely, I will take your word for it. You it see- doesn't do much for me, but. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this. <laughs> Just give me bisexual Peter. That's all I need. Oh, man. Yeah, honestly, Peter doesn't need any more. He, he does not. He needs to just stick with his ridiculous dating life. That's well, all I can handle. Peter and Riley would have been more exciting than Peter and Mia. Let's be honest. No, because then he would have ruined Riley's life because he's still in love with Darcy. <laughs> True. <laughs> so we don't want him to ruin Riley. Uh, well, Riley does a good enough job ruining himself anyway. That is a fact you know who also does a good enough job at ruining herself leia <laughs> Ooh, do you want to go into her yeah what do you think about that segue okay yeah so we're, we're gonna do leia and danny together because they don't really have much apart <laughs> okay so for danny and leia it actually starts where they both have relationships with Mia at the start where Mia is like kind of starting her modeling thing and Danny and Mia have a quick little fling and Mia and Leia befriend each other and like Mia invites her to like one of the modeling party things where like there's drugs and sex and stuff and Leia is uncomfortable (laughs) so since Leia thinks that Mia is a slut for having a job (laughs) Leia (laughs) Leia starts slut shaming Mia to Danny so Danny like cuts it off with Mia (laughs) and yeah so that's like a quick little thing at the beginning of the season where like they both have relationships with Mia and then just cut her off because they are slut shaming her (laughs) you could already tell how I feel about them in this (laughs) storyline but yeah so this kind of connects Danny and Leia together as friends by both hating Mia (laughs) but then a couple episodes later Derek comes up and asks Danny to set him up with Leia because Derek wants a girlfriend and thinks Leia is cute, I guess. So Danny is initially reluctant because he's still actually mad at Derek for the the whole like stealing and racism thing from last season. So Danny is reluctant to help Derek out, but then kind of relents and sets them up together. And Leia says that she'll only go on the date with Derek if Danny comes and saves her like midway through the night. And so Danny initially plans on doing this, but when she sees that Derek and Leia are having a good time on the date, he leaves. 
And then he starts getting a bit jealous about Derek and Leia together because he realizes that he also has a crush on Leia. And so Danny and Derek just kind of talk, talk it out. Derek actually does a decent thing for once <laughs> and realizes that Danny likes her during like a scene where Leia is badly dancing in the gym. <laughs> Derek just realizes that Danny likes her and is like, you could have her dude. Like I could tell you both like each other. And so yeah, Danny and Leia get together. And I don't think Derek is ever seen again after that point, but good riddance, honestly. Okay, and then the last thing for them is that Danny wants Leia to kind of hang out with all of his friends, all of his dudes' friends, essentially. So Sav, Anya, Peter, and Mia. But Leia is a bit nervous about it. She's very introverted and awkward, so she is not sure she's going to do a good job. And so at a slumber party, I think, they're like all playing games and stuff, and Leia is not having a good time. And when they're playing a game of truth or dare, she lies about knowing Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy and says that like, oh, my dad is a famous music producer. So I grew up with Pete and he played me lullabies and stuff. So this lie gets her roped into getting everybody into a Fallout Boy concert because Peter sees through the bullshit. And so she gets everybody pissed at her when they go to the concert and they can't get in backstage. And she has to admit that she lied. And so everyone is like, Leia, liar Leia is trash. And so Danny confronts her about this later on. And Leia says that she just wanted to seem cool with all of Danny's cool friends. And that's why she lied. And Danny forgives her and they stay together. And that's it for them in season eight. I can't stand her. (laughs) She's so annoying. Yeah, honestly... Like, when I first watched, I, I liked Leia. I don't know why. Maybe I just felt a kinship with her as a fellow introvert. But now I'm just like, she's not a good person. <laughs> I don't even think she's an introvert. I just think she's a full liar. Like, that's it. There's no excuse. Okay, but let's start with Danny and Mia and Leia. So I do kind of get it from Danny's side. Like, you got to understand that him and Mia were like practically together when she went and slept with somebody else. So like, I personally wouldn't have been happy about that either. And I also probably would have not been with that person anymore. And Leia also was put in a shitty position because they are underaged and she didn't want to do drugs. So she left, which I also don't think was a bad thing. So I'm not sure why you think they were slut shaming her. Well, they were slut shaming her for sleeping around to get to the top and to get the job which like isn't great either I we'll, we'll talk about this more with the modeling thing but I don't like the way they treated Mia like yes I understand that Danny was hurt by this but Leia like yes she was put in an uncomfortable position but why is she blaming Mia for that like it's not like Mia set up this party or whatever Yeah, but Mia, like, brought her knowing that it was going to be like this. Did she? I feel like it was pretty clear as to what that party was going to be like. And Mia was pretty much like, if you don't want to stay, like, leave. So then she left. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't stay if I was 15. (laughs) Like, (laughs) no way. I'm not blaming Leia for, like, being uncomfortable at the party. But the fact that she was saying that it was Mia's fault that Mia was manipulated by this football guy into thinking she had to do these things to get the job. I don't know. It's very tough for me to 
Like, Mia did kind of do all this, though. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I, I don't, in this case, like, I don't know if I really, like, could Leah and Mia have been friends? Maybe, but Mia was kind of a jerk to her when she left. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, so. But when, when Leia starts talking to Danny, and even later on, I think when Leia tells Holly J about what happened, like she's she's very shaming of Mia. Oh yeah, I mean, should she have gone around and told Danny and Holly J? No, I think she should talk to Mia and been like, that wasn't cool. But I don't think it was like her place to like spread it around. And the fact that Leia thinks that Mia is a bad person for having been manipulated into thinking she had to do these things. Mia was like manipulated by anybody she kind of made it up in her head that this is what she had to do well but the football guy let her believe that didn't the football guy think that he let like she liked him well we, we could talk about this later with Mia but <laughs> sorry Desiree I don't agree <laughs> I think in this case like Danny absolutely had the right to not be with Mia anymore because I thought that they were setting them up to date and then she kind of ruined it Yes, I agree with that, for sure. I think he had every right to be mad, and, like, that was the end of it. I don't like that Leia, like, slipped in after that, though. Even though she kind of didn't, I don't know. I don't like her. She's too sketchy for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I wrote down all the lies that she said. That she watched Lost. She said she never watched Lost. Sav was flirting with her. Not true. Dad's music producer. Not true. BFFs with Fall Out Boy, not true. That was like four solid lies. The lost one, she didn't even have to lie about. She just did it because she's crazy. Right? It's like, I can understand this lying thing being like a middle school plot, maybe. Like when you're still trying to make friends and you don't know how to make people like you. But like, I think she's a junior in high school. So at this point, I'm like, I have no sympathy for you being a pathological liar for no reason. No, if anything, Mia dodged a bullet by not being friends with her, like, honestly. But I do think that Danny and her would have, Mia would have made a really cute couple. Danny and Mia? Yeah, I think they're both very cute people, and they would have been very cute together. Yeah, because especially, like, Danny had a whole glow up between season seven and eight. Yes, he's very tall. Tall man. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting to me, too, because it seemed like they were setting Danny up to be, like, the next main male character based off of like him being on the football team now he's popular because of studs and now it seems like he's going to get with mia but then they're just like never mind he's gonna continue to just be a background character but just be around a bit more than he has been i thought he had a pretty solid season i don't think he was as much of a background character i would say he'd pretty much be right up there with peter I agree that he's more present in this season than he ever has been in the past, but Peter is definitely still more important and has more storylines. Yeah, I mean, like, he's not the main main, but I do think that I would consider him, like, Sav is definitely not in this season. I would say he's on the same level as Sav at this point. Does Sav even have any plots? He has a couple things with Anya. Yeah, but I feel like Danny has the most episodes in this season anyway. Does he? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At yeah, least he's so. in like 17 of the episodes of the season. Okay. 
Well, yes, I agree that he's like around a lot more than he ever has been for sure. But in terms of like being like the Craig or the Spinner type character where like he is undoubtedly the main male, you know what I mean? Like he's not that, even though at the beginning it seemed like they were kind of setting him up for that. Yeah, I think he's more of like a Anya, honestly. I think he's just kind of like an Anya where he's like friends with the main people and then he's just kind of around, but he's also around like with Jane a lot as well. So I don't know. I think that they gave him a pretty decent amount. I would say, you know what? I would say he's kind of equal to like Jimmy. Okay, I could see that. Like he doesn't have as much as he deserves, but he definitely has a decent amount. Yes, it does suck that it took them this long to give him even this much though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they definitely could have gotten rid of Toby way sooner and just put Danny in instead, but. Well, but Toby didn't get anything either, so. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) But yeah, so then Danny and Leia get together because Derek likes her. But it's it's really kind of interesting that you can see how much Danny hates Derek still. Like it's so obvious. He wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, I'm really glad that they didn't just sweep that conflict from last season under the rug. The only issue is that they never brought up why Danny is so cold with him in this season. And I feel like if you were a new watcher, you like wouldn't get it. I guess not. But I mean, they could have just put in a line saying like, oh, yes, he's racist. But... Or like, even be like, yeah, after like last year when like Derek like framed me, you know, I feel like just a casual drop of like why he was mad would have, I feel like, set the tone of like, it's still not cool that Derek was racist. Yeah, that would have been nice, I guess. But I, I didn't think too much of them not specifically referring to it. I was just thinking from the view of someone who like hasn't watched it in a while. I would have been like, why is he mad at him again? Like, I don't even know. But luckily we can watch it on YouTube, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, and at the same time, like even in addition to that whole situation, like Danny made friends that weren't Derek. So in addition to Derek backstabbing him, he also made new friends to not associate with Derek anymore. (laughs) New friends along the way. Yes. I don't even know like why, I guess whatever. Derek was into Leia. We don't have to think too far into it. I really don't understand why they needed to be like, at ballet school, at ballet school. It's like, what is this? Why is this her only personality trait is her doing ballet? What was that dance she did in the gym? (laughs) I'm like so embarrassed. I'm like, who let you in here with one spotlight? Like that's not happening. Yeah, it was, it was something at least. (laughs) It was strange, but apparently Danny was in love with her. Don't know why. And then the fact that he like still stayed with her after he found out about her lies. Right. Why? I don't know. If someone lied to me five different times, I think I would have been like, all right, I don't, I don't really see any trust coming in the future. Right. And honestly, the worst lie for me was the sad hit on me line. Yes, me too. I was like, whoa, like, you think that's okay to make up? Like, that's his like best friend. Right. Like, that was really not cool for her to just come up with that because she didn't want to go to the sleepover. Yeah, no, she is so creepy. I don't know. I don't know what her deal is. I kind of wish she was just more honest or more like pushy about not going to the sleepover. 
So I get it. I feel like it is kind of weird. Like all of them were friends and she's not. And I don't know if I would feel comfortable either, but I wouldn't freaking lie. Right. And then it, like she did have a good time at the sleepover too. So exactly. it's like, but except in when they all kind of caught on that she was a liar. And they were like, lying Leia. Well, that was that was at the concert, not at the sleepover. Didn't Peter kind of warn him at the sleepover though? Well, that was that was the end of the sleepover, I guess. But <laughs> still at the sleepover. <laughs> well, but Peter was the only person, I guess is my point. Like all the others were like, oh yeah, Leia's so fun and cool, even though like they they think she knows Fall Out Boy, I guess, but that's not why they thought she was cool. They thought she was just a fun person. Yep. And then she ruined it for herself. Yeah. I can't believe that she literally like brought them to the concert. Right? It's like, what does she think was going to happen? That's when you know you're crazy. Like that's where I'm like, uh-uh, something's not right. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. What did she expect was going to (laughs) happen? Yeah. I don't really know what the point of her character is necessarily. Either. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, she's a new character this season and she is initially a friend to Mia and then she's not and then she just gets together with Danny so it's like what was her purpose just to be a love interest for Danny I don't even think they knew where they were going with her because yeah the whole thing was that she was friends with Mia and then she wasn't and then Danny was with Mia and then he wasn't and it's kind of sketchy that she was like so quick to like hook up with Danny after Mia was hooking up with him and it's like I don't know it's like a whole weird mess that they put her in for no reason and she's not even likable so it's like what are you doing yeah (laughs) he's character number two in the season where I'm like can't they just try to make them likable like (laughs) yeah well we're gonna have to talk more about season eight in general and its pros and cons because like Leia is definitely a con (laughs) absolutely she is she's nuts yeah, I honestly, my last comment about it is like, why did Danny stay with her? Right, I, I, he thought she was cute. I don't know, because what was what was her excuse for lying? Right, it was just I wanted to seem cool in front of your friends. Was that the only reason? Yeah, that was it. She was like just that- like, I don't think you would like me. You know, it probably also has to do with the fact that she's following Mia, who's a literal model. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you follow somebody who's a model and now you're like? You just be yourself, but nope. I don't no. know. That's that's all I got for her. For her. <laughs> I do like Danny a lot. Like I think it was a missed opportunity for them to not make him the main character. Yes, I agree. But I guess we can now move on to the main character, Peter, and also Mia. <laughs> and also Mia. Not as important. Like- <laughs> no, I, I'd say Mia is more important than Peter, honestly. I agree. I'm so I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so they have the most this season. And of course, this is the infamous Mia modeling storyline, as we have already referred to a little bit. Okay, it's a new school year, and Mia is again trying to get onto the Power Squad team. I think this is the first time it's called Power Squad, right? I think Holly J said that. Because it used to be Spirit Squad, now it's Power Squad, whatever. So Mia gets ostracized by Holly J once again, but she gets scouted by like this modeling person. They did like a runway thing. (laughs) I don't know. And she ends up auditioning as what's it called? The T-Bombs girl. I don't even know what that means, but basically she's like a personal model for 
this Tom Brady knockoff. And she messes up her audition a little bit, but she kind of gets an idea from one of the other models that like, in order to get these high profile jobs, you kind of need to sleep your way to the top. And so she gives, what, what's his name? Tom Blake instead of Tom Brady. <laughs> um, she pays him a house call under the pretense that she wants to get her friend an autograph, but she ends up sleeping with him. And it turns out that she then gets the job. And so she is like immediately popular at school because apparently this Tom Blake guy is very famous. So everybody is like clamoring to me and being like, oh my God, want to be your friend, blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, as we already discussed, her and Danny are talking and are kind of in a little flirtationship, situationship thing at the time. But she then invites Leia to one of Tom Blake's parties because this is another thing which she believes she needs to go to in order to keep her job now that she has it. And so she is pressured at the party to like make out with one of the other girls at the party and also to like have sex parties or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Leia is very uncomfortable and she leaves. Leia tells Danny about the whole situation. And so Danny dumps her. And then Mia ends up finding out that she got the job at the audition and not because she slept with Tom Blake. And so she kind of tells Tom off for kind of letting her believe that she needed to sleep with him to get the job. And that's kind of how that episode ends for Mia, I guess, where she has the modeling job and she kind of lost to Danny and Leia in the process. And it's kind of framed that her losing Danny and Leia was a bad thing because now she only has like the Power Squad girls as friends, which I want to talk about that because I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> but anyway, from there, we move on to Peter, actually where Darcy announces last minute that she will be going to Kenya for the semester, quote unquote, at the last minute. And Peter is upset and breaks up with her because she did not tell him <laughs> that she was going to be leaving. And when Peter is sad, Mia swoops in. I think Peter's having a house party at his new condo. So Mia comes in and is like, it's your party. You could cry if you want to, blah, blah, blah. And they hook up at Peter's party. And Mia wants to pursue something with Peter, but Peter is unsure because Darcy literally left that same day that they hooked up. And so Mia is for some reason confused that Peter <laughs> has mixed feelings about her at this point. And I think this episode ends where Claire, baby Claire, Darcy's sister, comes and gives a little gift from Darcy and Peter throws it into the garbage when Mia is looking, but when Mia leaves, he takes it from the garbage showing that he still has feelings for Darcy. And then from there, Miss H, Miss Hatsalakos, Peter's mom, comes back for a visit from Regina to just do a check-in for Peter and because she misses him. But Peter has gotten comfortable living on his own and without a parental figure. So he gets annoyed at his mom, badgering him and such. And his mom also announces that she is planning on taking Peter back with her, I think, at the end of the semester, which Peter, of course, is not happy about. But Peter ends up proving himself when Mia gets trashed on TV by Holly J because Leia told Holly J about the whole sleeping around thing. So it got on to like, I guess, Toronto TMZ or something. Because I don't know why anybody cares about the personal life of a teenage model. But here we are. So yeah, so Mia gets trashed on TV and Peter comforts her. 
and Miss H sees and realizes that Peter is responsible and allows him to stay living alone at his condo. Next is that Peter's dad comes around asking Peter to babysit his new baby sister, whose name is Angel, I believe, because his dad is very busy with work and he's not able to find a babysitter. And Peter is resistant at first, but after spending some time with his sister and realizing that his dad is doing the same thing to his sister as his dad did to him when he was growing up, he realizes that he needs to treat his sister better because his dad certainly isn't going to. And he also kind of tells his dad off for being a bad father for him growing up and kind of gives a reality check for his dad to not be such a bad father for his sister. Okay, so now going back to Mia and Peter, Mia finds out that Peter is doing Model UN for Kenya, which of course is the country which Darcy is currently residing. And she gets further jealous when she finds out that Peter is still in contact with Darcy and is considering a trip to Kenya over the winter break. And so Mia confronts him about his feelings and says, do you still have feelings for Darcy, blah, blah, blah. And Peter cannot immediately decide. He says, I will always love Darcy no matter what, but I still love you. And so Mia breaks up with him because she does not want to be second choice, essentially. And so they're broken up for a couple episodes. And the next storyline with Mia is that she is failing pretty much all of her classes because she's so busy with modeling and such. So like she's doing a ton of modeling. She can't do her assignments. And there's like an end of semester public speaking assignment that she has to do about where she sees herself in five years. She fails it. And so after some encouragement from Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars, she <laughs> decides to drop out of school. When her mom finds out about this, she gets very upset at Mia for dropping out of school because her mom wants her to keep her options open since modeling is not going to be forever. And like, it's okay to not know what to do with your life. And so after like one or two days of being a dropout, she re-enrolls at Degrassi, gives a speech about how she does not know where she'll be in five years. Finally, Peter tries to apologize to Mia once again about wanting to be with her over Darcy, but Mia doesn't believe him. But when the dot is held at gunpoint and Peter thinks that Mia is there, <laughs> but when she turns out to not be there, he is very happy and he kisses her and they get back together. <laughs> and that's it for them. <laughs> that was pretty erratic. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the longest intro I think we've ever had. <laughs> was it? I've definitely done longer. I don't know. I didn't keep track. No, it's totally fine because you did both characters at the same time. So obviously there's going to be a lot and they're both main characters. Right. Okay. So you want to start with Mia and her modeling. So that's kind of how we start the season. Right. I think it's hilarious that Holly J invites this modeling person for her and the person just straight up overlooks her and just goes right to Mia. Especially after Holly J was like, you can't be on the team because Izzy's going to be really annoying. And then she becomes a model like one second later. Yeah, it reminded me way back in season one when Ashley and Terry were trying to get Toby's mom, I think, to like do acting or modeling or whatever. And then it goes to Terry instead. <laughs> yep. See, Ashley, Holly J, same thing. I don't know, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I know you're not a huge fan of it because it's kind of one of those unrealistic things where you're like, it doesn't really tie into high school, kind of like Craig being a musician, like Degrassi wouldn't push for someone to drop out of school. But 
I know I'm kind of like skipping to the end. They do have her drop out and then immediately realize that education is like the most important thing. And then she comes back, at least in this season. So I think that was a pretty good save on their part with that. Well, I actually don't hate Mia's modeling storyline as much as most people, I don't think. Oh, I thought you didn't like I thought you didn't like it at all. So there are parts of it I like, parts of it I don't like. Okay. So the thing is, like, yes, it is unrealistic for Mia to like be famous or whatever. Like, I don't know any famous models really. I also don't like that side of art either like I don't I mean like there are plenty of people that like America's Next Top Model or follow Victoria's Secret Models or like know who's in the industry <laughs> yeah yeah as soon as I said that I realized I misspoke it was more so that like the the type of model that Mia is right like a personal model to a football guy right that isn't like a type of famous model right I think the thing that I'm relating it to the most now which I know like didn't exist then is kind of like tiktok stars where it's like you are relevant in this like one universe but you also still have to like go to school and be a person that's where she kind of like falls into that category where she's like only famous in this like one specific thing and that's what she's doing as her like job okay sure i do think the whole like tmz interview that they were doing of her was a bit much that was the part where I was like, she's not actually famous, but they're acting like she is. You know what I mean? Well, I think they're building it up that she is famous because then she leaves to go to Paris next season. Right. And it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's because she slowly is becoming famous. Like people care about her private life and like she has to drop out of school to like keep up with what she's doing. So I think even though they're not doing a great job of it, she is slowly, like even her clothes are changing. She's wearing like, more it seems like more expensive clothing to school she's wearing heels her hair is always done nicely like she is consistently dressed up so I think that they're slowly implying that she is making some money out of this yes and that's the part where it leads into the unrealistic part for me where it's like she is so famous that like she's getting interviews done and such but like just the concept of Mia being a model in the first place I don't hate because to me it's just basically a job it's like having to balance a job and school Mm -hmm. and like even though the modeling itself as the job might not be the most realistic balancing both of those things school and work is something that a lot of people struggle with so I didn't hate that aspect of it at all and her having a kid too right especially that which is crazy I don't know I kind of I think it's kind of cool it's unfortunate that she ends up leaving but I do think it's like an interesting take because they really I think what went over well was Craig becoming famous I think people like that idea of somebody in high school it's like oh your dream is obtainable so I think they kind of went with it and then later on they do the same thing with Zoe who's supposed to be like famous and coming to Degrassi and you're like uh then they just completely forget about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure but yeah the modeling I don't hate it as much as most people again mostly because I just view it as Mia has a job and she's trying to balance school job and being a mom which I think that's a 
fine storyline to tell. I don't think they did as much with that as they could have, but I don't hate it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I wasn't sure exactly where you stood on it. Yeah. And again, we could talk more about the Mia getting the job, right? Sleeping with the football guy. Yeah. Do you think Mia was in the wrong for that slash the sex party? So, okay, here are my thoughts. Because I was like also watching him very closely because it seems like he's probably, my guess is usually people this age who are like very famous football players. He's young, probably around 21, 22. So that makes it a little less creepy than I want it. But it's so creepy. Like she's still an underage teenager. Not great. But it did not seem like his intention was to help her move forward. Because I think he was kind of shocked when she was like, well, what do you mean? I, why didn't you tell me I already had the job? And he was like, well, I didn't think you were doing it because you wanted the job. I think he also thought she knew she had the job. It seemed like. I mean, I knew he, he knew he had a wife. Usually you're aware if you have a wife, but <laughs> I don't think he knew her intentions were that until she blamed him for it. I think he let her believe what he knew she believed. I don't know, because he seemed too surprised when she was like, why did you let me do that if I already got the job? Like, he was kind of like, oh... I thought you just wanted to hook up with me, it seemed like. Mm, the thing is, he's in a position of power over her. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think... obviously. But also, I, I don't know if he really didn't know that she wasn't told this already. Uh, I'm skeptical because isn't it that, like, after they hook up, he's like, you'll be hearing from me or something like that? Yeah, because they, like, hooked up. He probably assumed that she already knew that she got the job. To me, it came off like, you slept with me, so I'm going to make sure you get the job. I also think he was, like, disappointed that she was leaving. Like, I don't know. Not that he is. I'm not saying he's a good person at all. I'm just saying, I don't know if it was that much his fault as they were trying to frame it to be. This was the first time he's ever had, like, something for, like, a big job and was immediately like, I have to sleep with him. It's like, who told you that? Well, she was talking to one of the other models and like that's where she got the idea in her head. I think she took it and ran with it. That's what I think ended yes. up happening. She, she definitely did, but what I'm saying is that the football guy let her run with it to take advantage of her. I don't know. I feel like it's a tough, it's a tough call because she knew going into it what she was doing too. Right, but he let her do that when he knew, at least in my view, he knew she didn't need to do that. Unless he didn't know she didn't know. I we think he know. did. Why wouldn't he know? <laughs> Why wouldn't he know that she doesn't know? I think he knew she already got the job and he knew that she thought she needed to sleep with him to get the job. And he let her believe that so that he could sleep with her. Uh, I think there's a lot of thinking going on. <laughs> and same, same with the party. Like, or he allowed her to believe her mistaken belief <laughs> that she needed to go to these sex parties to like keep her job at that point. Even her like agent was like, what are you doing? You don't need to do anything. Right, exactly. 
but he let her believe that. I don't know. I think it's like, it's hard because it's kind of on her too. I don't think she's completely innocent in this. Like, I think she jumped to conclusions by being like, I need to do this in order to get a job. I agree, but I have sympathy for her because she feels she needs this job to support herself. Which she doesn't because she didn't have a job like two minutes ago. She only wants to, she's only doing this because she wants to show up Holly J. Holly J's like, oh, you're not a model if you don't have jobs. And now she's like, I need this job or else I'm not cool. Right. That's the other thing. Like, I wish they had it more from the perspective of like, she needs a job to support her daughter. Well, she never did. She right. never needed a job because her mom was like kind. Right. That's, that's the other thing. Like, it would have been nice if she felt she had to sleep with him to get the job out of desperation rather than she just really wanted this job. I also wrote down, who is this for? Who, what is this proving? Why are we, why are they even having Mia do this? Right. <laughs> That's really what it, it comes down to also. Yeah, I'm not sure we're gonna agree about this at any point. I mean, obviously the guy is fucked up because he was married and he shouldn't be cheating on his wife. I think it's also partly the agent's fault for not telling her, hey, don't sleep with people to get jobs. But I also feel like you kind of should have just known not to do that. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to shame her either, but it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know why she did it. It doesn't add up to me. Well, the thing is, in some industries, you do need to sleep to get ahead. But like, do you though? I think in some industries you do. Like which ones? Like the, the type of industry that this is, like where there's lots of really powerful men on top, essentially. I guess, like, but then in our agents, like you don't need to do that. So I think she made it up in her head that you have to do this. Yes, for sure. I mean, like, look, if you do it, you do it. She doesn't regret it at any point. It doesn't sound like. Well, that's the other thing. They make it seem like she should regret her decisions because they're like, oh, you lost Danny and Leia who are actual good people and now your only friends are the cheerleaders. And I'm like, but the cheerleaders are good people besides like Holly J. Well, I don't know. They're kind of also flip-floppy too. Like Anya's kind of a bitch back and forth to Mia when it like before they're even friends. I mean, Mia it was like, oh, Anya, you want to do this? And she's like, no. And then she's like, I want to hang out with Holly J instead. Oh, that was last season you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, w- I was thinking this season, like, Anya was a sweetheart this entire season. Well, it's because she finally, like, told Holly J off. But we haven't, we didn't see Anya and Mia since, like, that incident. Yeah, that's true. But Anya and Mia are pretty good friends in this season, so. Yeah, now they're fine. Everybody, like, shuns Holly J anyway, eventually. <laughs> so. I don't know. I mean, look, if she wants to do that, that's totally fine. I'm not against it. I just think that she also has some responsibility in it as well. But so does the guy. And so does her agent for not giving her heads up, I feel like. Yes. I blame the football guy 10 times more than I blame Mia. Just because Mia felt like she had to do these things and he let her believe she did. I wonder, though, if she was like, I don't know, I guess you can't really be like, hey, I'm sleeping with you so that I get a job. Right? (laughs) Like, He did bring up the point, like, you're using me just as much as I used you kind of thing. But the thing is, she didn't need to use him. No. 
therefore he used her more than she used him would it have been better if she did need to use him but the point is that she didn't need to use him no i know but again <laughs> do we know that he knew? i think he did uh maybe okay anyway <laughs> The other part of this modeling thing is the last episode, actually, where she drops out of school. Okay. So this is actually one of my favorite episodes. For some reason, people don't like it. I don't know why. But it's like, this episode is like the only episode that truly focuses on academics and school. Oh, where like Mia bombs her like speech and then she drops out. Right. And the other storylines in that episode are Sav deciding to do a music career or like take music classes and Holly J like messing up her art class. So I really like this episode just because it's about like learning how to do well in school and that school is important. Which <laughs> I feel Degrassi does not actually focus on the school part of school <laughs> very often. Well that's not interesting. Oh no that's not true. They did have that whole thing with Spinner like bombing all his classes and then Jimmy pulling the fire alarm to save his ass. Well, yeah, but, th those episodes rarely happen, you know? Yeah. I'm like, how do you drop out without telling your mom? I thought you have to, like, definitely check in, but right. I guess not. <laughs> I would think you would need, like, a signature from your parent, right? I have no idea. I don't know how it works. Um, honestly, I mean, like, as a teacher, I'm like, yay, I'm glad that you decided to go back because you do need the tools to like figure out what to do if modeling doesn't work out. I think that's a great point. But I also think that if she was going to make bank, drop out. <laughs> you can always go back. You can always get a GD. <laughs> but think, obviously she went back, so whatever. Yeah, I guess the, the point is that like modeling could potentially fall apart at any moment. So it's like you need at least a high school diploma in case it doesn't work out. Yes. Yeah. I think that that is a good point. And she's always struggled with school and having a kid, even though the mom was like, I'll help you out this year, this time or whatever. But you'd think that the mom would, I don't know. It's, it's a tough call because if she like really is making a decent amount of money and it's like helping out her mom as well, you'd think the mom would be like, <laughs> drop out. <laughs> I guess maybe she's not making enough money yet for it to be worth it. I don't know. Because then eventually she drops out anyway. I don't know if she drops out. I think she just finishes school in Paris. <laughs> it, it's a cop-out. I'll, 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 I'll take it. Like, <laughs> I agree that it's a cop-out, but I think that's what they say. I do love that Peter thinks that this is about him. That she's literally dropping out of school because of him. Oh, right. Yeah, that was that was a lot. I was like, all right, for sure. Sure, buddy. But yeah, like I really like this episode again just because it's not so much about the modeling, I think. It's the fact that she can't balance doing a job regardless of what that job is and doing school, which I think is a realistic struggle for a lot of people. Well, I don't know. I, I think it was kind of specific to the modeling though because one of the models is like, you're only young for a little bit. Like you need to take advantage of the time that you're young so you can get the most bookings. And then she was like, yeah, you're right. Well, but at the same time, there's other people who need to drop out of school to work to support their families, for instance. Yeah, she's not one of them though. Yeah, but like it's the same concept, you know, dropping out of school to make money instead. Yeah, yeah. I think in this case, it sounds like way more fun, but fair. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's not out of like necessity. Yes, yes. Which is why it's it's kind of different. But yeah, I'm glad that she decides to go back. What did she drop out for like one day? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> She's like, that's it. I need to go back. Yeah. And really the last part of Mia that I wanted to talk about is her role as a, as a mom. Because I think a common complaint with this whole modeling storyline is that there's not much of her being a teen mom in this season, which I agree with. I mean, like, teen moms have lives. You can have a life. Moms have lives outside of their kids all the time. Especially since the mom already agreed that she's going to do a lot of the work now. Right. But, like, it's almost like Izzy isn't there. Yeah, and I think they, they set it up on purpose like that in the, by the first episode about her mom being like, I'm going to help you out this year. Like, this is going to be your year. So I'm assuming the mom is doing most, if not everything at this point right now. Right. And I feel like that's not super realistic to being a teen mom, you know? It depends. Because like some teen moms like say that they're sisters she did in that scene. And the kid doesn't even ever know. Right. I think that it's fine. You shouldn't have these like expectations because the same thing goes for like, what about, what about the dad? He doesn't do shit. You know, we already know that Lucas is a deadbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's not fair to like put it all on her. It's like, why is she having a life? Well, it's not so much that I'm disappointed in Mia herself. I'm disappointed in the writing that they kind of dropped the teen mom aspect of her character. You know what I mean? I guess. I don't know. It's like, I wouldn't want that to be my whole life either. Well, but isn't it your whole life when that's your situation? Not if you have help. Not if you have like the right support. No, I don't think so. Okay. I could see that, but there's nothing really about her that is a mother in the season. I don't know. I don't have any issue with it. I don't think kids should be your whole life. In my opinion, I really don't. I don't. I really am like, I'm all for her living her best life right now. Sure. But like compared to last season, for instance, where her storylines were like, I need to focus more on my daughter because there was the whole CPS thing, right? In this season, she's pretty much just a regular teenager, essentially. Which I'm not saying that's a bad thing for her, like if she actually existed, but in terms of the representation of like teen moms, you know, it's pretty disappointing that they just don't talk about it anymore. I think you also have to think of it in the way of like, we complain a lot about Degrassi not giving gay characters anything more than them just being gay. Or like Adam. Adam's plots are literally just all about him being transgender. And like Mia, all her plots were about being a mother. But now they're finally like branching out from that and and people are mad. <laughs> like I don't I don't know what else there really could have been. I don't think you could have had her be a model and a student and a mom all at the same time. Like I think she would have been too much in Degrassi for them to do that. But then I feel like that's doing a disservice to the teen mom storyline. I get what you're saying. 
I'm just on like a no kids kick right now so I don't <laughs> I like don't care that Izzy's not in it that much I also think she was annoying child so <laughs> she was so scary and when they were like give her lines she just like dead eyes you and you're like oh my god oh my god I get I get what you're saying but I also like I like this season for Mia like a lot I think that she kind of comes into her own in different ways and part of the reason for that is because Darcy left so Darcy couldn't be the main girl character anymore so they kind of had to throw that role onto Mia and they didn't want their main girl character to just be trapped into the teen mom storylines yeah that's fair but yeah. In my view, it's disappointing that they kind of drop that aspect of her character because it is such an important topic. I mean, it's not completely dropped though. Like she has that like big fight with Peter about the way he treats his sister. Yes. But like in terms of her having to balance like being a mom, going to school and having a job, that the mom aspect of that is not present, I feel. It's not present because her mom said she'd do all the work. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> like, I don't think she ever denies that she's a mom except for that, like, one modeling time. But she brings it up with Peter. Like, she still picks up Izzy later on in this, like, in the show. Like, it's not completely gone. Like, she really judges Peter really hard for how he treats his sister. And I think um, if she completely dropped the mom thing, she wouldn't. Right. But it's, like, for me... There's just no storylines about her being a mom. I guess, sure, whatever. Even <laughs> though they already told you why, okay. <laughs> but that, that's, a, that's just a cop-out answer to me because why couldn't her mom have stepped up before this season? Because they agreed. They agreed that she would pull her weight and then her boyfriend died and then school was really hard. And then her mom finally was like, all right, I'll, I work from home. I can help you out now. It was a plot convenience for me I don't know I think it was a nice thing for her mom to do <laughs> I would also hope that my mom would help me if I was a high school teen with a child I guess it's different because you're a guy and you wouldn't ever have that situation like you would never be stuck with a child that you had I guess not I'm just I thinking from a writing perspective of wanting to see the representation okay I mean, they bring Jenna back and then she gives the baby away. So Liberty also oh. gives the baby away. <laughs> well, yes, yes. That's, that's the big thing with Degrassi. The only characters who actually keep their children, right, are Spike, Mia, and Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. And... Dallas barely. Right, right. So that, that's the thing. Mia started off strong with the Teen Mom storylines last season. And then they just drop those storylines. So it's almost like she isn't a teen mom character anymore. Dallas almost never had those storylines. So it's like they've never fully committed to a character being a teen parent. Probably because it sucks. Yeah. So why not show that? I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a compelling storyline to tell. How, how hard it is. Yeah. But they yeah. just drop it time and time again. I don't think we're going to agree on this one. Okay. Well, let's move on to Peter and Mia then. <laughs> okay. 
I feel bad because Mia is consistently a rebound. Like always, always a rebound. Her and JT, JT was in love with Liberty. Like then she's, you know, dating Peter. Peter's in love with Darcy. Like she is not picking these men. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know why she was surprised that Peter was still into Darcy when they literally broke up that same day. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder like, was he honest? Like, did he say anything about breaking up with Darcy, like, that day? Like, I forget what the conversation was. I think he was just sad that Darcy left that day. And it's not uncommon knowledge that Peter and Darcy were together. We can't do that. We don't know. (laughs) I don't know if Peter and Mia's paths, like, ever crossed, though. And Mia wasn't friends with Darcy. She was too busy, like, hooking up with her baby daddy. Well, but Darcy knew Mia because Mia tried out for the cheerleading team. Okay. Vaguely. Yeah. All right. So let's say that we did. So what? They dated. Like, I don't know. I feel like, wouldn't you also kind of assume the person's over it if they hook up with you, like, immediately? Not if it's the same day. (laughs) Are you sure it was the exact same day? It was because Peter was supposed to have the party and Peter's like, Peter tells Darcy, it's like, oh, like, I'll see you at the party. And then Darcy's like, haha, I'm going to Kenya. Okay. So it's the same day that they broke up that Peter and Mia hook up. So they, they hook up, whatever. I mean, like, I guess, it, I mean, I don't know. It's whatever. He could have been more honest too, especially when he tries to like fake that he's over it by throwing the gift out and then picking it out of the garbage. Right. I, I agree with that. Peter, I don't want to say he was leading Mia on, but yeah, he was being a bit dishonest. I think he led Mia on the same way he led Riley on. <laughs> so not purposefully. Take it as you will. <laughs> I also think it's just because both Mia and Peter have no friends. Or, well, okay, that's not true. Peter has a little bit more friends. Mia doesn't really have any friends. So, like, of course she's going to cling to the to Peter. Sure. Because she has the whole thing with like Izzy where Izzy's like, mommy, do you have any friends? And she's like, no. Well, but then she made friends with like Holly J or not Holly J, Anya. And yeah, I guess Anya's her only friend after that episode. Yeah, I was going to say like, right, currently at this moment, she doesn't really have any other friends. So she's going to cling to Peter. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, she, I guess, should have seen that she was a rebound and she didn't. Peter also probably shouldn't have been like, yeah, let's do this if he knew he wasn't ready, but what's what's done is done. The thing is, they only become official when Peter has his gay freak out. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like that's not a good reason to make things official with somebody because you're worried you might be gay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she makes that connection. Right, Because right. she does tell her, but yeah, like, whatever. It's just a teenage boy reaction. It's to be yes, like, yes. real quick. Yeah, like, Mia was all in right away. Yeah, because she had no one else. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm, I'm only slightly blaming her for this rebound thing at the very beginning. Later on, when Peter is still into Darcy and planning on visiting her, I completely understand her being pissed at that because they've been together for a while at that point just for him to be like lol I 
I'm not sure if I love you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't really understand even why they had them get back together at the end. It was kind of weird. Yeah, because they didn't address the issue. Like Peter was just worried that she was held at gunpoint. <laughs> That's the thing is like, of course, like now you like her because you thought she was dead. Like, right, <laughs> right. So yeah, them getting back together was kind of silly, but their breakup made sense to me. Yes, yeah. I mean, I would have probably broken up with him when I found, yeah. Cause did they break up when she found that he kept all that shit from Darcy? I don't know if she found the stuff. She just found out that he was planning a trip to Kenya. Right, right, because the whole model UN stuff. Yes. Okay, I remember now. Because Anya was the one who actually was like, hey, by the way, isn't it kind of odd that Peter chose to Kenya for his model yeah. UN model and that's where Darcy is? And she was yeah. like, oh, true. Yes, yes, yes. And the fact that Peter was still talking to Darcy, I think that Peter is just straight cheating on Mia. That's my opinion. I don't know about cheating, but definitely a little sketchy, for sure. Well, like they're still writing letters to each other and the letters the end of the letter literally said love Darcy so I'm sure he's not signing his letters any differently I mean I would like to think that exes can be friends and can still yeah, be for... in contact but <laughs> but you you said that before I said but <laughs> <laughs> it's like where is this going <laughs> so I would like to think that exes can still be friends but it is clear that Peter still liked Darcy. Yes. So I don't know if I would consider it cheating, but definitely he needed to be honest with me about how he was feeling. I'm going to consider it cheating. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just because it's like, what, what do you got to hide? If you're hiding something, then you know you're doing something wrong. So I feel like if he was up front and was like, I just want to let you know that I'm still writing letters to Darcy and I'm actually going to go and visit her, but it's not cheating. <laughs> I, feel like, I don't know. I think he's kind of stupid in this whole thing too. Like he's just lonely and I get it, but I don't think he should have dragged Mia down with him. Well, yeah, because also Peter and Darcy are always going to be more connected than Peter and Mia. Like, uh, Peter and Mia were boring as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Oh, I mean, I totally, I don't understand why they even put them together. I think that they each could have done their own without each other. Yeah, it's like, again, Mia had to become the new main girl after Darcy left. So they just kept Peter with the main girl. <laughs> I think that they should have just had them be friends. It would have been better and like less messy, I feel like. Yeah, it's like Peter and me as a couple had no flavor whatsoever. <laughs> no, they got nothing. I did kind of like, though, how she helped him out, like, when he was watching the his dad's baby. Yes, I did like that. He was, like, coaching him and was, like, I don't know. He went from being, like, not my kid, not my problem to actually liking the kid. So that was kind of cute. Yes, I agree. But with that, how do you feel about, like, Peter's growth in this season? Well, as an actor, I think he got significantly better. So I will say that. Not that he was bad before. I just feel like this was his season. I think that he started 
off with I mean like Darcy leaving obviously was like a hit because you're like oh my god they've been building them up for like two seasons at this point and like now she's gone like what is he gonna do but I feel like he had a lot of growth with his family stuff and I think that was good yeah the thing about Peter we've talked about many many times before is he only exists as an extension of his girlfriend and I think this is the first season where Peter is actually his own character. Yeah, absolutely. Because he like he has so many things outside of Mia that sometimes I was like, are him and me even still together? And then like, then she'll show up. So I do like that Peter has finally become not a terrible person and <laughs> is his own character outside of other people. And that's because... I think we mentioned this last season about this is a result of him finally making friends with students. So nice to see that making friends can make you a decent human being. Yeah, I was going to say, even as annoying as the whole like love triangle that was Darcy, Mia, and Peter, I think it was just something that was realistic for him. Like, I don't think that a single thing was so bad where I'm like wow I hate him you know what I mean like he wasn't ever super mean this season which like can you imagine being like yay gold star for like not being a dick but he really like held it together and took responsibility once he was called out about the Darcy stuff and especially with his his mom like that was really big growth when he like was like I didn't even ask anything about you and like you're important and like your life is hard too. And I was like, wow, that was like actually really good. Yeah. I think most Degrassi fans really dislike Peter because of all the shit he pulled <laughs> at the beginning, which is fair. But for me, since I saw seasons eight and nine before the earlier seasons, I saw Peter as a good person before I saw him as a bad person. So I've always had a bit of a soft spot for him and I still do. So yeah, I like Peter and I really appreciate his growth, even though it was not super done well, <laughs> I think. Oh, you don't think it was done well in this season? Well, no, I, I think the, the transition, I mean, from him being a bad person to a good person, it just kind of happens. There's no like moment of realization that like, oh shit, I did do all those bad things in the past. It's just, he becomes a better person essentially. Yeah, so his his actions before don't drive him to become a better person now. Right. Like, for me, I would say Darcy is the catalyst for him. It's just, like, since he was actually faced with a tough situation with Darcy, with getting raped and such, that, that kind of forced him to become a better person. Because how can you be terrible to your girlfriend who's going through something like that? True. <laughs> so, like... No. In terms of it being kind of organic growth is, I guess, what I'm getting at. It's, it's, it's not that he recognized he did bad things. He just became a better person because he grew up and made some friends. All right. I mean, hey, we'll take what we can get from a high school kid, right? <laughs> yeah. like, so like, like, what do you think? Do you think like that Peter has redeemed himself? I think that from the Manny stuff, I don't know. It's tough. I think I feel the same way as you do. I think I have a soft spot. So I'm more willing to like forgive and forget for him. Mm -hmm. Especially since he really did step it up with Darcy a lot. 
And like, although I'm not a big supporter of like, you're only nice to your girlfriend and like mean to everybody else. I think he did turn it around and is making most of like who is in Degrassi now. Cause like Manny and I are gone. Like that's the end of it. You know, like it's over, it's done. We can't hold him to it forever. If we can forgive Alex for, you know, being involved in the school shooting somewhat. And even though she never admits to it, like, I think we could do the same thing for Peter. Yeah. And that doesn't mean if you're listening, if you cannot forgive Peter for his transgressions, that is completely fine. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. He did some really shitty things. Yes. But at this point, like, that stuff is so far gone. I like Peter now. (laughs) Yeah, and he's also not done with doing shitty things, so don't you forget. (laughs) Meth time soon. (laughs) Anything else? Do you have any thoughts on Darcy leaving? I mean, we know it's because she's going to go be more famous. (laughs) Obviously, I would have loved for her to stick around. You know, they gave her an insane season last season, and, like, now they don't have anything for her. But I feel like I kind of wish that they did something different with her than going to Kenya. Like, maybe some sort of, like, therapy retreat or, like, something that kind of tied into, like, all the stuff that happened last season with, like, mental health. But, you know what? What's done is done. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah, the only thing I would say is I wish they didn't say that she was only going to be gone a semester because, like, Degrassi fans just go crazy with that one line saying, like, she was only supposed to be gone a semester and then she never comes back for the next six years for Claire or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, you know how acting works, especially since she like got a huge role on 90210, right? Like, wasn't she a lead? Yes. You can't fight it. They pay so much more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But in terms of how Darcy's departure affected the show, I already mentioned how that kind of led to Mia taking on the main girl role. Mm-hmm. But what else do you think about that? I mean, I think they did it well with Peter. I think having them still communicate was good. Because it's true, like, you wouldn't ever just all of a sudden be done with this, like, long relationship you were in. And that was really the only person's life that she affected besides Claire's. And Manny, and Manny's gone. So it kind of is, like, if she was not going to leave, it would have been better. But I thought they it was fine. Yeah, that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> Yeah, like for me, I I wish every character would stay until graduation, just because I love to see that full circle moment. But, yeah, that very rarely happens. Like I keep track sometimes of like, oh yes, this character would have graduated in this season if they didn't get black holed or if they didn't leave the show or whatever. And it's just fun to think about what would have happened if they had stayed. Because Darcy would have been on the show until season nine. Mia would have been on the show till season 11. That's long. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to think about. It's like, can you imagine Mia in season 11 while Drew is going through, like, the gang stuff? Drew and Mia would have definitely gotten together. Did you tweet that? I think somebody tweeted it at me. <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely remember seeing somebody say that, and I was like, true, for sure. Yeah, shout out to whoever tweeted that. I forget who. <sighs> okay. Uh, I think we're done with this group of characters for season eight. Yay. 
I mean, I thought, like, they were all right. So far, season eight's not really impressing me. I like it a lot more than most people. Again, like I said, it's one of the first seasons I watched, so have a soft spot for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely does not have the highs of some other seasons, but I think it still has some great points. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> okay. Well, also, as as I've mentioned at length, Degrassi Goes Hollywood is the greatest film of all time. Oh my god, the greatest film of all time. <laughs> so, yeah. But it'll be a little bit before we get to Degrassi Goes Hollywood. First, we have our next two episodes first, where we are going to be talking about the freshmen, the minor niners, Claire, Casey, Connor, and Allie, <laughs> as well as the college kids. We're going to put those together in one episode. So Emma, Manny, Liberty as well. And then we will have Holly J, Jane, Spinner, Anya, and Sav. And then we'll have Degrassi Goes Hollywood. Yes, I'm excited for that one. Yes, we were watching Degrassi Goes Hollywood a couple days ago. Still a banger. Still a banger, yes. Yeah, so thank you for listening and we will see you soon.